Hey everybody, on today's episode, I'm bringing on Brian Hughes from BizDev Mastermind, a fantastic discussion about all business development stuff that matters to you. You gotta listen in. Welcome to the Property Management Mastermind Show with your host, Brad Larson. Brad owns one of the fastest growing property management companies in San Antonio, Texas. This podcast is for property managers by property managers. You'll hear from industry leading professionals on best practices, new ideas, success stories, and lessons learned. This is your opportunity to learn about the latest industry buzz surrounding property management, as well as tips and strategies to improve your business. Fine Digs makes your leasing process lightning fast and 100% fraud proof straight from the applicant's phone. Fine Digs not only instantly verifies income by connecting directly to bank accounts without any documents uploaded, but also uses 3D selfies and facial match technology to perform complete fraud proof bank grade identity verification, allowing property managers to process applications in under an hour. For more information, check out their website at www.findigs.com or reach out to Henson at henson at findigs.com. Property Meld is a smart maintenance coordination solution proven to turn maintenance headaches into profitability. Our maintenance coordination hub connects all property management companies' key players in one location, providing maintenance oversight and efficiency to property management maintenance teams. Our solution streamlines communication throughout the coordination process, resulting in the oversight and efficiency property managers need to create a profitable maintenance operation. Property Meld delivers property managers with a positive maintenance experience. Check out more information at propertymeld.com or reach out at info at propertymeld.com. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Property Management Mastermind Podcast Show. I'm your host, Brad Larson. Now, today's guest, we're going to bring on Brian Hughes of the BizDev Mastermind. Okay, everybody, full disclosure. All right, let's talk just through this real quickly. Uh, I am basically one of the founders of BizDev Mastermind. I helped Brian uh, start his consulting career, and I turned it over to him several years ago, and I have nothing to do with it. But, you know, again, I was helping him start it, and uh, I have a little bit of vested interest in his success because it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I birthed him, I brought him in to RentWorks, uh, I trained him on how to do all this cool stuff, and together we created this whole business development machine to where in one of his better years, he signed up 400 plus units for RentWorks. And so it's been a phenomenal ride with Brian. He's come a long way. Uh, quick little story, and then I'll turn it over to him to introduce himself. Uh, when we first hired him, I stole him out of a mattress firm. So he was just out of college, A and M. I uh, was working at mattress firm, working like a dog, like seventy hours a week, uh, you know, weekends, nights, everything. And so uh, I showed him a forty-hour work week and an, all this opportunity to be creative, and he jumped on it and just tore it up. And he went for about three plus years with us at RentWorks and then started his own business development consulting because he was just that good. And I think he's doing a great job. So without further ado, I want to introduce Brian. Give us a few minutes of your time telling us who you are. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that intro, Brad. I'm, I'm definitely happy to be out of the mattress game and, and in property management and consulting. So that's that was a, a good move for me back then. And yeah, like, uh, like you mentioned, and you know, I got my start in property management working for you uh, at then Larson Properties, then we became RentWorks, uh, and you know we we had a lot of success there, and really grew you know that business, and that led to these other opportunities. So uh, today we help property management business owners grow their business. We help them implement sales processes, marketing, all that good stuff, 
help them hire business development managers. I'm sure we'll talk about some of that throughout this podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a little about me. Well, it's good stuff because I want to let everybody know too that we've actually hired you as a consultant. So you're working with our current business development manager, Will, on a daily, weekly basis, and you have been mentoring him. You helped hire him. You're mentoring him. You're training him. And this is the kind of service that you can do for anybody. So it's not just on like recommending you to somebody and not using your services. We're using your services now, and we're paying. We're paying retail. So it's you know it's. I wanted to be clear about that. Is uh, we believe what you do is a good stuff. In fact. You know, just you and I are going to have a separate conversation. As we expand into Austin, we're going to hire you again to help us work and hire a business development manager in the Austin market. I mean, you could argue they could work both, but we really want somebody there in Austin, as you and I have discussed. So that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, it starts from scratch. So not only are we using you in an existing uh, business development operational you know, 95% solution, you plug in the one business development manager and you got a full solution. We're going to hire you to, to create it from scratch in our Austin market. And so that's going to be fun when we start doing that. So I, I just want to give the audience a perspective like, hey, we're using you for existing and brand new ventures to where, you know, you could be, somebody could hire you in a, in a brand new market. You know how to do that and do it well. So let's kind of talk about what your services what what I mean? What is it? If somebody's talking to you and and you give them the elevator pitch, like sure. what do you offer? Sure. So we we tend to help two different types of clients. Either those who kind of like you mentioned are in a position to just hire a business development manager and they're ready to plug and play. They have their you know their marketing going. They have their pricing set up. They're getting leads. They have a you know decent sales process set up. They need to hire the right person, put them in the right seat, get them trained up, and have them start closing those leads, preferably at a lot higher rate than. Than they're doing as business so that's that's one type of client we help uh we'll help you hire a business development manager so we'll put out the listing we'll do all the legwork of getting that person in the door which trust me is not easy and it's it's gotten harder over time uh so we, we do that portion of it we help you with the hiring kind of start to finish until you get that right person in the door then once we have that right person in the right seat then we go about training them uh and the training program is more than just sales training it's more than scripts it's more than all of that where in addition to you know just training on how to be in this position, we're, we're talking about how to generate more leads, how to build relationships in your market, uh, and how to do all of those things that actually develop business. It's not just about closing the business, closing those leads. That's you know that's one part of it, and that is you know important. But in reality, in a, at a small business at a property management company, it's really all about developing the business. And those who are successful at that are the most successful business development managers. So that's, that's one part of what we do is the hiring side and then the training. Uh, for other clients, they say, hey, you know, we just need a sales process. If we could just plug and play a sales process into this, uh, you know, we, we'd be in good, in good shape. So we also help clients on a, on a case-by-case basis, whether they need help with their sales process, their marketing, their generation, uh, and we work with them on that. And, you know, something I, I, did, I failed to mention in the intro and in, in kind of a little bit more about what we do you know, I just really love growing small businesses and, you know, working with clients to do that is, is really my passion. So whether you're looking to hire someone, whether you're looking to uh, you know analyze your market, do a competition shop, implement your sales process, something like that, we can help you across the board. Uh, but truthfully, the best bang for your buck is our training program. Uh, it's about four to four and a half months. Uh, we, we walk through everything from your website to your marketing materials, uh, just really everything business development related is what we go through. So here we are sitting in the spring of early spring, you know, late February 2022. We're on the verge of going to going to be a pretty good year this year. And I, I want to give some background because the sales market, the business market as a whole, 
uh, we've had a big sell-off. So we've had a lot of homes that were being sold the last 12 months, 18 months. Uh, but that's starting to slow down because everyone that wanted to sell is pretty much sold by this point. And it's not like these rental properties actually left the market necessarily. A lot of times other investors, institutional investors, for example, were buying up these rental properties. So we also saw a decline in a lot of businesses where all of a sudden they're down 50, 100 doors, 200 doors, 500 doors. And now they have to all of a sudden wake up and say, whoa, we're, we're at a, a fork in the road where we either need to grow this up again, get some business development going and get some signups, or we got to just, you know, get get this thing sold and sell the business. So I think you're, you're at a real good point, Brian, to where you're going to see a lot of folks going to need your services going yeah. into the next, you know, obviously this early part of this year. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You actually, it's funny you mentioned that I just spoke with uh, someone who is interested in potentially hiring us and, and they are at that exact crossroads. They, they told me they literally at the signing table um, or I don't know if literally out there, but, you know, close to it, days away from signing over their company and selling it. Uh, and they came to realize, hmm, actually, this is a pretty good asset. This is something that I could, if I hold on to for five years and I grow it from, you know, the 100 properties we're at to 200, 300, 400, 500, you know, those those sale price numbers start to get really attractive. So their decision, uh, they were really close to selling their business. And they said, you know what, actually, let's grow it first <clears throat> and then let's sell it and let's really turn this into an asset. So yeah, there's there's certainly people out there having those thoughts and those conversations. I've, I've talked to a few of myself. So what we're going to be touching on next is the fact that we can't cover everything. Okay, so if you're listening to this, this is this is not a playbook for success. We're going to touch on a few topics, but this conversation is no kidding, gang. It is days long, and you know you can talk about it, but then implementing it is another day long conversation. So, I mean, I'll probably miss the mark on this, but if we're just going to talk about how do you generate new business, it starts with sales process of lead generation, okay? Yeah. Almost before that, you have to have a good value proposition, meaning if you're pricing your business services at, you know, selling property management services for 500% a door, you're not, no one's going to hire you. Yeah. Um, you can almost make the same argument for 3% a door, you know what I mean? To where you're so low, people look at you like you're some sort of weirdo. Sure. And so it starts with a value proposition, you know, answering why should somebody hire you? Okay. Yep. And, and that's, I mean, that's a whole day conversation in, in itself. So let's touch on this, just working with other businesses as you have, and you're starting them from scratch. All right, let's answer the question. New business that just hired Brian. Why yep. should they hire you? Why would an owner off the street look at you and hire you? Let's go from there. Sure, sure. Yeah, you, you hit on a really uh, great point there. You know, generating leads or getting the phone to ring or, you know, having those conversations are great. But if you're selling at, you know, $500 a month as your, as your management fee and, you know, or your, your pricing is just confusing or, or your plans don't make sense, they're outdated or, you know, there are things that are, you're just doing the same as everyone else. Uh, if you're in that boat, it's going to be really hard to differentiate yourself. It's going to be really hard to actually grow the way you want to because uh, you don't really have a good foundation. Uh, some of the clients we work with are, you know, kind of at that stage where they're trying to figure out their pricing. Do I need to change pricing? I've always kind of done it this way. Should I change it? I don't really know. Uh, and what we do for them to start out with our program is we we shop their competition. So we look at their top six competitors in their market. Uh, and often what we found, we actually just did this with a client in Louisiana. Uh, we found that everyone in their market was charging nine or 10 percent and a 50 percent leasing fee. And that's when you go on Google and you search their city property management. Those are the top six people you see all charging the same thing. So we thought to ourselves, okay, why don't we do something different? Why don't we differentiate ourselves based on price? 
and why don't we find other ways to differentiate ourselves through additional services like protection plans and other things that others aren't offering. Uh, and they're going to be in a lot better position to sell versus their competition, if for no other reason, just because they're different. You know, if everyone's doing the same thing and you call, you know, one of those six companies who all charge the same, all their websites look the same, just by you being slightly different and doing things a little bit unique, you'll you'll get those phone calls and, and you're setting yourself up with a good foundation. Yeah, we did that. Now, there's a lot of pricing logic on this conversation we can have. I mean, you don't we don't recommend you don't recommend people to go out and be the cheapest competitor out there no. uh, be, because people look at you like, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you charging me ten dollars a month for management? Sure. That's re that's retarded. And so, I mean, I get you trying to grab doors. I, there's that philosophy there, but people don't like to hire the cheapest, and the people that do hire the cheapest, you don't want to work for them, yeah. right? You don't you don't want to be associated with them. And so, we've always been a big fan of the the flat fee model. I mean, it's never perfect, you know. But if you're just looking for an addition, like some sort of differentiator, that's a good method. And again, back to it, you'd almost recommend somebody. Hey, you know what? They're all charging, you know eight, nine, 10%, whatever the math is, mm. why don't you charge a little bit higher, but throw in the kitchen sink and yep. throw in and throw in this other stuff. So where you might be charging a little bit more, but darn it, you're giving so much more in return. It's really like you're charging less, but you're wrapping it up in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that reminds me of another client in, in Florida, a really competitive market city there. Uh, and in their market, there's a lot of flat fee. There's a lot of three tiered plans. There's really every pricing structure you can think of. Uh, and they were at a 10%, which is was actually a premium in the market. It was, it was one of the higher price uh, options there. Uh, and doing their competition shop, we realized that although there's a lot of different pricing options and a lot of people will beat them on price, no one's going to beat them on service. They have knowledgeable staff. They have uh, programs that no one else has. They have a, they, they offer a premium service and they charge a premium price. So not always do we do the, the research and find out, okay, you need to charge less or you need to charge a different uh, sometimes it's just about how you're positioning yourself and presenting yourself, uh, and they, you know, they do well with their pricing and, and get the clients and, and achieve the goals that they're looking for. And a lot of it too is creating new features and benefits, yep. right? You're, you're trying to answer the question, why should I hire you? Well, you should hire me because I have a beautiful bald head, and that's a feature to you because it creates a more aerodynamic approach down the ski slope, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how you explain it to them. Yep. I know that's really cheesy and it's kind of a funny uh, metaphor, but uh, if you look at our site that you helped develop, we list owner benefits and tenant benefits right there, features and benefits, right? Here's sure. the feature. The feature could be, the wristwatch. The benefit is it tells you the time. And that could be your differentiator. It's not so necess it's not necessarily price, but it could be things like that. And you have to explain that to people. It could be as simple as, you know, we do electronic payments. Okay, you're thinking roll in your eyes. Everybody does electronic payments. Do they? Question mark. Do yeah. owners know any different? You know, as far as they know, you might be taking cash money at your office desk and then turning around and sending a cashier's check to them. They don't know. But when yep. you explain everything to them, it's like, oh, that really is a feature. It's much better than my tenant dropping off a wad of ones to my front door, right? Yep. To where yep. what they have before that, correct? Sure. So you know, that's part of the pricing model. It's again trying to attract people. Let's stop that convo and let's talk about let's talk about lead generation because we, we know, sure. OK, if the, the value proposition is kind of like the net, but how do you push the fish to the net? Yep. Yep. Good question. And, and that's that's certainly one that we could talk for hours and days on for sure. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways and it kind of depends on, you know, how, how, what's what does your business look like? How much staff do you have? How much time do you have? How much money do you have to spend? 
Um, all of those things come into play. Uh, you know, if you are short on time, but you have a lot of cash and you want to get some leads, you can go with pay-per-click. You can use services that are out there, your Google ads, all property management and others to generate leads. Um, now, if you are, you know, have a lot of time on your hands, but not, you know, not a lot of uh, capital to spend on advertising, you may invest in content creation or you may in- invest in, in uh, building relationships. But all to say generating leads in your property management business, in my opinion, really starts with content creation. Uh, that is the, the you know, most cost effective. It is the most effective way to start generating leads. But I think where a lot miss the mark is that they say, okay, I'm going to start creating content. I'm going to do a video every three days and they post it on their Facebook or maybe they put it on their website and then they kind of forget about it. Uh, but there's a lot more juice left in that, in that orange, if you will, to, to squeeze out of it, to, uh, you know, make the most out of it. And, and that's something that, that we try to, to implore or, you know, put on our clients is that making the video is just the first step. It's, you know, what do you do after that, after, you know, to start generating leads and using that content in the right type of way. One of the high level questions we get a lot, you may feel this pretty well, is how much should I spend on your services? How much should I spend on lead creation? How much should I spend on a business development manager? How much should I spend on all these things that help generate capture leads and create new business? Sure. What I've seen, and maybe you can correct me here, but uh, for every dollar that you create into coming into the business in new business development on an annual basis, Mm. I believe you should be spending 20 cents to... 40 cents, 25 to 25 cents. It's almost spend a dollar to make five or spend a dollar to make 10, somewhere in there. Okay. Because I've seen the opposite of that in some corporate entities. Uh, I've seen them spend a dollar and make 50 cents from it. And it it baffles me because it doesn't make any sense because you have to understand you you have to create revenue to justify that business development person's expenses. And so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's that's interesting one. I wish that we could just <clears throat> spend you know a dollar on marketing and get ten back, or you know if there was if it was as easy to to make that that connection. But typically, well, it's not just marketing. It's not just marketing. It's everything. So the cost of the BDM, it's going to be the cost of the leads, the cost of the websites. I mean, you've seen how we, you and I, have segmented out in RentWorks. Uh, we have two hundred fifty lines that we track every month of yeah. metrics. And we separate out of the business development and its own faction. And sure. at the end of the day, you know, to what the business development person's bringing in, you know, for fun. Here's an easy figure. Let's say they bring in $500,000 a year in new revenue. Okay, sure. you've seen these figures. They're pretty ballparkish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we should be spending in the range of $100,000 for total cost to bring in that $500,000 of new revenue. Is that a pretty sure. decent figure? Yeah, I would, I would say you're on the money and, you know, in, in range with that, you know, a lot of our, uh, you know, clients are looking at it as, as far as return on investment, uh, you know, how many doors they need to bring on in order to earn a return on investment. Uh, and and I, that's, you know, that's the way a lot of our clients approach it anyway. But, you know, something else to consider, especially when you are a smaller company, say, or, you know, in that, you know, 50 to 250 unit range, and you're looking maybe 300, you're looking to hire a BDM. Um, you know, it's not just about the doors they're bringing on. One of the things that we do with all of our clients is really we focus on building systems uh, and building processes. So, you know, for a company that's 200 doors and they're hiring their first BDM, it may or may not, depending on your situation, be feasible for them to be bringing on 20 doors a month right at the beginning. Uh, more typically, they're going to have to build systems first. They're going to have to build out their sales processes, their drip campaigns, the website. They're, they're going to build relationships. They're going to do things on social media. Um, and all of those things have a value. You know, imagine if you hired a consultant or a third-party company to build a drip campaign 
to build out your social media, to work on your website, to do all these separate things, how much would that cost you? So when you're looking at hiring a BDM anyway, you also have to think about what are they actually doing for me? Are they building out systems that are going to be useful in the future? Um, or are they just closing leads? Because if they're just closing leads, then yes, they need to be at a certain number, you know, 15, 20, whatever doors uh, a month to break even. And each company would be different and I would have to do those numbers. Um, but that being said, you know, it's it's not just about the door count. It's also what systems and processes are they putting in place for the future? Uh, so, you know, those are some other things to consider also. Need a repair at 2 a.m.? Easy does it. Easy Repair coordinates maintenance and nothing else and takes after-hour maintenance calls for property managers, working with your property management software so you can see exactly what Easy is doing without leaving your own software. From Las Vegas, Nevada, our full-time maintenance coordinators will dispatch your work orders directly with your vendors. Give us a call at 800-488-6032 or visit our website, easyrepairhotlinellc.com. Remember, it's it's as it's not the door count; it's the dollar count, right? Yep. We always we always try to go from the amount of revenue because you know you, you've seen it. We have multiple tier pricing, and if we can get ten signups for the platinum plan versus twenty signups at the silver plan, I mean, you're going to make more at the platinum plan. It's going to you're only managing ten homes, sure. right? So we always push people. It's just a little tidbit, but what I want to let you talk about too is the hiring of that business development person because that's an art and a science right yeah i want i want you to spend some time on that because it has sure. been difficult uh the job market here in the states is is challenging let's say uh yeah. in addition to we've been augmenting what we do here locally with remote team members so a lot sure. of people understand they hear all the buzz about remote team members well it's a good opportunity for you here to talk about one hiring the right person for the seat in your market that could be the business owner you know if they replace themselves as a ceo that could hire be hiring a separate business development manager full-time mm -hmm. that could be employing a, a part-time realtor in the office to do some of the business you've seen all of the above sure and then you've also seen where they work in conjunction with remote team members who answer the phones immediately return emails immediately they go through their processes and they're emailing out and calling out and texting out i mean a little tidbit thanks to you we have our remote team members actually signing up business right <laughs> yeah. i mean they're taking phone calls and they're doing everything over the phone and they're signing up new business from mexico right they yeah. are remote team members that speak great english they understand our systems they answer all the owners questions and they say here's the link to sign up go ahead and start filling out the paperwork and next yeah. thing you know we have a sign up we visit their home in person just to verify and we put them in the system. But going backwards, I want you to talk yeah. about the business development hiring locally sure. and remote team members. Okay, sure, absolutely. Yeah, business development hiring, it's definitely changed. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, when I was at, at RentWorks and, and we're looking to hire another business development manager, was, we'd have a sea of applications and we have 10 good people to pick from. Uh, and, you know, it, it may get back to that in time, but for right now, anyway, what we're seeing is a really competitive job market. Um, you know, the people who are who are really, you know, quality hires, they're getting multiple offers and you, you really have to compete. Uh, you know, salaries we've seen for business development managers go up just a little bit. We've seen, you know, we've had to get creative with some bonus structures to find the right person. Uh, but, you know, it's it's really about their their want and their goals. Uh, we really look for someone who wants to be the best, who wants to be successful um, and ideally has demonstrated that in a previous role, you know, not necessarily in real estate and typically actually not in real estate, uh, typically coming from other industries where they're, they're successful in a sales role or a business development role. 
Uh, but really, ultimately, it's about mindset. You know, what is your mind? Do you have a growth mindset? Are you looking to be the best? Uh, and we use our, our interview uh, tactics, and we also use a, a, a few different personality tests and things like that to, to help determine that. Um, but overall, if you're looking to hire a business development manager, give yourself plenty of time to do it because the one thing you don't want to do is make the wrong hire. Uh, and I'd be lying to you if you'd say that every single person we hired was the best, you know, the best candidate ever. I'd say a good 90% of them are, but uh, nonetheless, you you have to make sure that you're you're doing your due diligence and you're not you're not in a position where oh I gotta hire someone right away because that's going to lead you to make the wrong decision. Uh, or so, or so to interrupt to interrupt you, uh, or to hire your cousin. Right, you've yeah. been in that situation where yeah. people hire you and say, "Well, I got this perfect business development person right here." Oh, and and that person's my cousin, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, well, we can run them through the personality test, but that may sure. not be the best fit, and puts you in a bad position." Right. Sure. All right. So, sure. spot question, and I want you to talk more about remote team members too. Yeah. Spot question, regardless of state uh, laws or state requirements, mm-hmm. do you want a licensed or non-licensed person doing business development in person? Uh, yeah, outside of state laws, I would say unlicensed because if they have gotten their real estate license and become an agent and they weren't very successful at it for one reason or another, uh, you know, that to me might show that, you know, there there's there's something going wrong, you know, because real estate sales and, and this and business development management um, are similar in a lot of ways. You know, you're still building relationships. You're still got to prospect. You still are meeting with owners. You're still doing a lot of the activities that you would as a real estate sales agent, uh, you know, just in a different context. So if you were to get your license and, and you know, be out there for a couple of years and, and just weren't really seeing the success, that might be a red flag. Now, there are other people who, for one reason or another, just wasn't for them and they, you know, prefer this role and sometimes they work out. But overall, I would say unlicensed. Gotcha. And I, I like that. It's almost like, do you want pineapple on your pizza or not? Okay. Yeah. And that's why I preface that with, with uh, regardless of state regulations, yes, I don't want yes. the people screaming at this podcast. Oh, we have to have a licensed person yep. uh, to even walk out of the door and shake hands. They have to be licensed and all this. I, sure. I get that. There's, there's states like that, you know, through the 50 states here. Yep. Uh, but, you know, regardless of that. So most of the businesses you have an opportunity to work with are going to want to hire the full-time in-person business development the next level from there, if they want to grow a little bit more or even double their efforts, is I feel they should work with a remote team member because a lot of these leads, for example, I'm going to just give away a little secret sauce, um, whatever lead generation source, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but let's say it's all property management for fun. Sure. Okay. Now, I'm a fan of that. You, people will talk trash about it. Uh, it's just one more arrow in the quiver of 15 arrows. Okay. So look at it like that. It's not, don't rely on it, but darn it. If you can generate one lead out of five, you're doing good. One lead out of 10, you're still doing good. Okay. Hear me out. So the all property management lead comes in that remote team member is Johnny on the spot. They're sitting in front of their computer and or phone and they can contact that lead immediately. And this is where you've seen success just in that particular role, because you know, it's one thing to say, go hire a remote team member, but it's another thing to put it in contacts and say, this is how we use them. It's been very successful for us. So sure. take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. And you you hit on a huge thing, which is, is speed to lead, getting back to leads quickly. And, and, and having a remote team member who is always at their desk and always available to take those phone calls is, is a huge game changer. Uh, we, for all of our clients, we shop their top six competitors and we see it time and time again. I'd say 90, 95% of property managers we've shopped don't have someone available to take that initial call. 
um, or answer any questions. And and what with the virtual assistants at RentWorks and others have done, we, we've trained them in such a way that they can go through that whole sales call on the phone with them, or they can answer you know all of the relevant questions that that a typical uh, you know a typical prospect would have. Uh, let's, so, let's back up. Let's let's back up just a little yeah. bit from there because we post all of our agreements online. Right, sure. we're we are a full disclosure website. You can sign our agreements using, I think it's uh, EchoSign, which is a DocuSign thing or whatever it's called, a PDF signer. A lot of times they contact their remote team members and say, you know, Martin, for example, hey Martin, you know, I'm looking at the agreement, uh, I'm looking at the platinum plan. I just had one question yeah. uh, before I go ahead and sign it, and Martin's like, yep, question, question, question answered. Okay, good. I'm just going to complete this now, and then we'll go from the next steps from there. Is that kind of how the role works? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, you know, sometimes if you if you have the right content on your website and you answer all their questions on the website, sometimes they're just calling in to, to check those few boxes. Uh, and, you know, the, the kind of back to the, the sales process of it, when a, a call comes in, that virtual assistant is taking that call every time. That's step one, getting a live person to answer the call and, and who is knowledgeable about the service. Uh, the second part of, of what they're doing and what they're doing uh, at RentWorks is, you know, they're, they're, they're qualifying, so they're asking, you know, kind of those basic questions, gathering the information, and then they're sending a call back for your business development manager if they're unavailable. Um, if they're available, we want them to talk to them right away, but if not, we can set that call back. So the end result is that you have someone answering the phones at all times during business hours, taking those new business calls. Uh, you're keeping everything efficient. If someone just has a question right before they sign up, they can go ahead and answer that, uh, and they can help you on the inbound side. Uh, and that's not even getting into some of the outbound stuff they can do, some of the things they can do in the background, helping with marketing and the website and social media and all that. Well, I know that's a whole nother, again, that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, honestly, days of training because there is so much they can do. And yeah, this is becoming a very prevalent thing in our industry is a lot more folks are looking at remote team members as they're waking up to the extreme value of that. And that's been a, a real game changer for us. And I think it's going to be a value add for the, the distant, you know, long time in the future as well. So sure. let, let's talk about some other stuff too, um, because the in-person appointment is still a valuable thing. Now, another fork in the road question for you. Cool. This is like the pineapple on the pizza thing again. Uh, would you recommend somebody do an in-person appointment or just a remote appointment if at all possible? <clears throat> Yeah, um, I would definitely say in-person all the way. Um, I know as a business development manager at, at RentWorks, we saw that our closing rate went from around 33% of all leads that came in uh, to when we met with them in person, it was 89%. I wanted to say 90, but it was 89 is what it was. So we, we had that that almost triple in closing rate when we met with someone in person. So, I mean, that's that's a clear indication uh, numbers-wise, but also if you look at it, you know, just, just from your own personal experience, you tend to... Uh, you know, get a better feel for the prospect and, and you're able to, you know, kind of read their body language and all the benefits that come with those in-person meetings. And we didn't play any, we don't play any gimmicks either. No games. Yeah. Like, like we'll meet you in person if you sign our management agreement remotely now. I mean, I, I think that's cheesy. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, um, this is sales, gang. You got to understand this is sales yeah. and you're, you're going to win some, you lose some, and you got to take a little bit of risk. And so you can pre-qualify them as much as you want. You can ask them a thousand questions, but then to force them to sign something uh, before you meet, uh, I think that's that's not the best way. What are your thoughts on that just uh, specifically? Yeah, I completely agree. And I'll even break it down from two experiences. So we, we shopped a large company in Florida uh, and they, they said, you know what? Nope, uh, we, we don't give pricing over the phone. Uh, we'll come out and meet with you. We'll give you everything you need to know there. 
uh, and we can go from there. And it was very, you know, nope, we're not giving you that. Nope, we're not giving you that. So that would probably, if you're in this particular market, they would probably be one of the first companies that you'd call. Uh, and that would be your experience. Now, let's say the next call that you make is another company uh, and they have an effective sales process. They answer, they ask a few questions, they get a little information. They say, hey, how about either this afternoon or maybe tomorrow morning, I come out to your house, I explain everything to you, answer all your questions, no pressure. If you want to sign the contract, then you can. If not, no big deal. Um, you know, let's let's have that meeting. Now, which of those experiences are you going to be more drawn to? The one who says, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not giving you anything right now. I'll come meet with you. Then I'll tell you what I need to tell you. Um, or the person who's really consultative and, and is really just seemingly there to help. Uh, and, and that's kind of what we run into in shopping competition. Yeah, in several of your seminars, we even coach people, or you have done most of the coaching about basically what to ask. Sure. And one of the fun ones that we've always loved, just for a tidbit to throw some secret sauce out there, this is always fun to talk about, mm -hmm. is you know the big question, have you ever worked with a property manager before? And that just seems to like open up the, the, the box of conversation because sure. you can learn so much from that one question. Hey, Mr. Mr. Owner, thanks for calling in, Mr. And Mrs. Owner. Have you ever worked with a property manager before? Oh, yeah, the last property manager sucked. They wanted to take my money and, and yeah. eat my children and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, okay, mm, this may be a red flag. And, and, and then the others, you know, you might hear some pretty good stuff from them and say, okay, this is going to be a, a fantastic client. You know, it's, that yeah. one question opens up so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those those open-ended questions, uh, you know, at the beginning, have you ever worked with a property manager? Uh, you know, we, we asked four questions at the beginning and each of them has a purpose. Um, have you ever worked with a property manager? We understanding their experience level. And, you know, have you done any research on what your home could rent for? Uh, we want them to tell us, yes, I looked at Zillow and I, I'm thinking it's going to rent at 2,500. And we tell them, okay, well, we'll look at the MLS. We'll do a little bit more detailed research and we'll give you, you know, a true estimate of what your home will rent for. And we're coming off as the rental experts. You know, so a lot of thought process and detail goes into even the first four questions you're going to ask someone. Uh, and if you haven't thought about that, and if you haven't put that down into a process, I would recommend start thinking about it because just doing that can separate you from 90% of your competitors in your market generally. All right. So this is a off the cuff question. All right. What is what do you think is the next biggest thing coming around the around the way for business development, property management? Do you see anything on the horizon that's just going to floor us? Uh, it's a new technology. It's a new service. What do you got? Yeah, you know what's interesting is is the build to rent stuff. Um, and I, I know you know you guys are maybe seeing some of this in, in RentWorks, um, and, and a couple other clients are seeing this as well. You know, we all know about the institutional investors coming in and, and buying neighborhoods or building them and, and listing them straight for rent. They're going to need property management companies, uh, and it doesn't always make sense to do it in house or hire in house and you know, I don't think maybe, you know, 15, 10 years from now, they're going to be doing these things in house. But initially, there's going to be some companies that are going to be, you know, managing these built to rent units. So, my, you know, my thought on, on nabbing those deals and, and being, you know, the, the, the property manager um, is, is to build relationships. You know, who are the realtors who, are, who that work with builders? Who are the, the uh, mortgage companies that are out, you know, working with investors and, and have these institutional clients? So. You know, I see that as, as kind of a game changer uh, in the next, you know, coming coming years. Because we are in a renter's nation, gang. And what that means is the amount of renters is growing exponentially all the time, going up in percentage as far as renters, going down in percentage as far as home ownership nationwide. And so what we saw in the last 12 months, 18 months was a shift in the ownership of the wealth generating asset, which is a single family and or multifamily type 
rental unit. And so instead of the individual landlords who might have been reluctant, accidental landlords a year ago, two years ago, they have all sold for the most part. And the buyers of those were other investors to include institutional investors. And the build to rent model is actually becoming very, very prevalent because what happened is the builders discovered that they can make three to four to five times the money if they build and sell to investors as a rental type unit, instead of building it and selling it with all these commissions, with all these realtor fees and all this other junk going out the door of salespeople, they're building and selling them to prospective homeowners, individual homeowners that are gonna live in the home, primary residence type homeowners. And so it's a big shift and it's interesting you mentioned that uh, because it's a fun discussion to uh, to, to go through that. Yeah. Now, Brian, let's let's kind of get this going. A, a lot of people want to understand your your pricing model a little bit. So sure. kind of tell us about you know what you charge and how the services work. Sure, sure. Um, so if you're looking to hire a business development manager and you want us to go through the entire process with you, looking at your website, looking at your sales process, really everything we talked about here today and, and a ton more. Um, you know the total cost for that we break it up over four months, so it's twenty seven fifty a month for four months. The the total investment uh, would be eleven k eleven thousand. Uh, and, and what you're getting, you're getting a hired and trained business development manager. But beyond that, just the salesperson. Salesperson is just one part of it. You're also getting processes and systems that are going to be implemented into your business that are going to, you know, are going to surpass however long that salesperson stays, whether they stay 10 years even. This is stuff that's going to continue to help your business. I think that's an absolute steal, Brian. I would encourage you to raise your prices. And I say that because sure. everyone needs to understand the capital value of what they're, what you are doing for them. Yeah. Uh, you're putting a system into place to where they can go out and generate hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue on an annual basis, year over year, over year, over year. Sure. And they're spending a, a fraction of that up front. It's yep. a ridiculous return on that investment to hire you and then to get into working with a business development manager on their organization. So yep. I, I hope people understand that. Now, how do they reach you? And what's the best way to find out more? Yeah, if they want to reach me, um, uh, you can email me at brian at bizdevmastermind.com. Always happy to, uh, to have a meeting and, and talk a little bit more. Uh, or you can visit our website, bizdevmastermind.com. Uh, so yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Perfect. Brian, thanks again for a fantastic chat. This has been cool to talk with you and catch up. Absolutely. Keep doing the good things you're doing for RentWorks. And as we expand into Austin further, uh, keep going into that market with us. And let's go see what we can do there. And right. I would encourage everybody to come visit you at the Property Management Mastermind area in yeah. the NARPM Broker Owner Conference because you you're going to have a booth there. Yep. Uh, yep. I think you're booth 43. I forget. But you thanks. will be at the NARPM Broker Owner Conference in person. Yep. And uh you'll be able to talk to people directly and they can talk to you more about uh, your services, what you do and how to hire you. Yeah, absolutely. Come on by and see us in San Antonio and then we'll be in uh, at PMM con for uh, there in May. So yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully see you out there. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Brian. We'll stay in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. If you are looking to enhance your tenants movement experience, cut down on phone calls or emails to you or your staff regarding utilities, then you must connect yourself, your team, and your tenants with Citizen Home Solutions. Citizen Home Solutions takes the hassle of utilities off your hands and your tenants. Best of all, we do it for free. Build us into your tenant benefit package. Oh, and start benefiting from our revenue share program. Yes, we pay you a quarterly commission on specific services your tenant opts into. Want to know more? Give us a call today at 877-528-3824 or visit pmcpartner.com. 
This has been a podcast episode by propertymanagementproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us feedback, and come back for our next episode.